Hi there, and thanks for joining us. This week, after the cold and the snow, we decided we needed a bit of a break. So the initial plan to pitch up a tent in Currabinny Woods was quickly overruled, and we instead opted for five-star luxury in two of Cork's finest destinations. So grab a cup of tea in your finest china and join me on this week's Red Business. Red Business Podcast with CompuB, building your business with premium Apple solutions. CompuB.com. And where better to start the tour of finery than in Cork City's only five-star hotel, the Hayfield Manor. And not only am I in the Hayfield Manor, but I'm in the Hayfield Manor's finest room with the sales manager, Karen Fleming. Karen, how are you? I'm great. Thank you, Jonathan. What is the name of this very fancy room? The Master Suite. Master Suite. It should, I knew it would have a good title like that. And who has stayed in the Master Suite over the years that you can tell me? Well, we've been very fortunate to welcome a wide range of VIPs and celebrities. A few names that spring to mind are Diana Ross, uh, Neil Young, Paul Simon. So lots of musicians and celebrities and politicians would have sat on this very couch that we're sitting on right now. It's holding up well. Um, Karen, the, the fact that this is the city's only five-star hotel is a really unique selling point and Hayfield has done quite well out of that hasn't it? Yes we're very fortunate I suppose since Mr and Mrs Scally identified a need for a five-star hotel in Cork um, back in 1995 we have managed to remain the only five-star hotel in the city and that is of course a huge um, plus for us and also uh, the other key thing I suppose that makes us stand out or we believe uh, so anyway, is that we're a family-owned hotel and while we are five-star and the service and the facilities need to reflect that, the most important thing for the Scali family and for all of our team is our ethos, which is that five-star service, but with a very genuine, warm Irish welcome. Now, people, if they're lucky enough to have stayed in five-star hotels, sometimes find them a little clinical, particularly those that are linked to chains. Does the fact that you're not linked to a chain stand to you? It definitely does. And it would have been it would be one of the things that I would reiterate on my sales trips abroad and nationally. Um, for us, the North American market would be a very important one. And they love to hear that their guests will be staying in a family owned hotel where they may meet members of the family or they will certainly experience a family welcome, a real Irish traditional welcome. It's been a kind of a roller coaster for the last couple of years. During the downtimes, the five star might have gone against you a little bit because you were trying to sell a premium product when there wasn't that much money slashing around the economy. Was it a difficult couple of years? Yes, definitely. I think for anybody in the hospitality industry, for many restaurants, for many hotels, it was a very, very difficult time because unlike some service industries, which certainly also suffered in hotels and restaurants, um, the money that you generate when you are busy invariably gets pumped back into the business very often. And obviously the demand was not there. The domestic market, which we would also rely on heavily, heavily uh, definitely took a hit, um, as did the international market. Even companies who did still have the money couldn't be seen to be using five-star hotels um, it was just a challenging time. Very challenging. But things have improved an awful lot. I mean, what was 2017 like, for example? 2017 was an excellent year, thankfully, for Cork and for the island of Ireland as a tourist destination. It was great. Uh, 2016 was actually excellent also, and we didn't think we would be able to beat that. But luckily, the year 2017 was fantastic because the corporate market has now kind of come back on board as well and definitely demand 
luckily I think still from the North American market is huge. Ireland is considered a very safe destination. We're English speaking. Of course, we also still have our traditional warm Irish welcome. There's a lot of Irish American ancestry and links. So luckily for us, 2017 was a fantastic year. Sales is always going to be a challenge and that's your area uh, because it's not the other hotels in Cork you're competing with a lot of the time. It's the other five stars. It's the Marion in Dublin or maybe if you go down to Wicklow, uh, you're looking at some of the fabulous hotels like Powers Court. So how do you stay ahead of them? How do you prove that Cork is actually the place they should go as opposed to the other destinations? Yes, uh, good question, because I suppose for us, when we go on sales trips abroad, the hotel, even though I love it um, and love talking about it, as you can tell, um, <laughs> it does come naturally. It is probably the third thing that I would mention. First, I have to mention the destination of Ireland, because that has to be to the forefront of these agents' minds. I mean, their clients are looking at Italy, they're looking at, uh, you know, Mexico, they're looking everywhere. So Ireland has to be a worthwhile destination to visit. So you have to sell the destination of Ireland first and followed then by the destination of Cork and Killarney because we have two fabulous properties there as well. So in order to stand out from the circuit, if people are coming to Ireland, you really want to drive home all of the things that the people can do in Cork. So that's why it's so important to us um, that Cork works on and is in continuing to work on its amenities, making it a really attractive destination. And then after that comes the hotel. And then, of course, you outline what makes our hotel special. And of course, selling Cork for you uh, became a little bit easier because you were risen up the ranks of Network Cork in recent times. You're what, the president now, is that right? I am the president of Network Cork this year. It's a great honour. Um, we had we had a group in from Network Cork recently talking about the positives. I mean, there you're hitting it at a good time, Karen. I'd imagine if a few years back it would have been more challenging to be president and try to be upbeat and positive. But there's a lot more to be positive about now. Yes, I think I've I've really arrived at a very good time. I mean, the the whole movement in terms of women being more visible in companies and being promoted in companies and the support that they're receiving in companies is definitely uh, moving in a positive direction. I think there's still some work to be done. Um, definitely when you go to events and there is, you know, 80% men attending to 20% women, that that's a concern, but we're moving in the right direction, mm-hmm. which is what we like to focus on. I think Network Cork in particular, for me personally, and for hopefully many people here in Cork who are members, has been a hugely positive influence in supporting. And I suppose the key theme of it is to support each other. And when you look at the hotel business then, I'm trying to think, probably would have been quite male dominated at the higher levels as well over the years. Uh, Is that changing? Yeah, I've often thought that myself as well, um, because the percentage of male GMs as opposed to female GMs is general managers for the general managers. Yes, general managers. Everything in hotels are abbreviated. (laughs) We're all about the the shortcuts. not in service, Except but only, yeah, only, yeah, 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 yeah. only in terminology. Um, but yeah, there, I think the percentage of of male general managers historically definitely weighed in favour of men. I would imagine predominantly because of families, it is such a time consuming profession that you do dedicate a lot of your your life and time to it. And if you do have a family, then of course you know that that's a challenge for a lot of ladies and they, they just wouldn't be able to take on a general manager role. But I do see it changing. Um, there are new, more female GMs 
around the country which is fantastic and very inspiring to see and hopefully we'll see a lot more of it. Now the terrible thing you're going to do is you're going to drag me away from this master suite because we have to go back downstairs to talk mm-hmm. to somebody. Who are we going down to talk to? We are going down to talk to the wonderful John Birchall who is our duty manager here and um, I suppose a fantastic a colleague of mine and everybody loves him all our guests love him all of our colleagues love him and I'll be the judge of that <laughs> I, I, I will be the judge of that as we go back downstairs yeah. to the lobby I The Red Business Podcast with CompuB Business improving productivity with the latest Apple technology CompuB.com So John Birchall you are the duty manager at the Hayfield Manor we have moved back downstairs to the reception area and the lobby which is undergone a fabulous refurb in the last little while. T- tell us what you've done. At the start of uh, 2018, we decided that we uh, we would uh, spruce up our lobby, you know, give it a new lease of life. Um, so we, we we spent, it, you know, um, quite a lot of money on, you know, re- retiling and so on uh, and new new walls. New chandeliers, new chandeliers, chairs, so the whole on, thing, yeah. The whole shebang and so on. Um, obviously, it's given us a completely different look, um, which is great going forward, you know. Um, it's great to reinvest in your product, um, you know, and it's great to see our locals coming in and saying, oh, wow, this is different, you know. Yeah, really, really most different. people, if they're coming and staying in a hotel, it might be their only time staying in the hotel, but it's that returning business that'll come back and, and notice the subtle changes like that. You do need to have the wow factor for a five-star when you walk through into the lobby, don't you? Absolutely, you know, I think that um, everybody has an expectation of a five-star hotel um, and we are no different to that so when we want our guests to arrive in you know you have would either have Frank or, or Michael at the door welcoming our guests and, and straight away you get that warm welcome um, and as they walk out the door you have that fond farewell and I suppose in Hayfield that's what we're that's what we're all about you know. Um, now refurb aside how long have you been doing this job? Um, well I'm actually in the hotel for four and a half years um, but in this position I'm three years um, so it's quite a long time now. Um, are you getting used to it at this stage? I suppose at this stage now, I suppose <laughs> I, I have my feet in the ground. Uh, but uh, Is it a difficult job? Because what you're catering to is you will have some customers that will be the easiest people in the world to deal with. And then you'll have some customers who will just be a little bit more difficult. But you have to maintain the air of calm throughout the swan gliding along the surface while the legs are moving frantically. Is, is it a hard thing to do? Um, look, everything you know in, in, in moderation you know um, I think that we we're very very lucky that we meet the most wonderful guests from Ireland and abroad in particular America during the summer we meet some fantastic guests obviously sometimes um, we do you know meet a few people that would be a few bit more discerning um, discerning is a much better word than one I use <laughs> um, and, and you, you, but you manage to you, you deal with them and, and they go out happy the most important thing is they go out happy absolutely you know um, a lot of my job would be ensuring that um, ensuring that our guests welcome in um, that they're coming in with a smile on their face but most certainly that they're leaving the hotel with a smile on their face and um, that would be a big part of my role here in Hayfield um, so I you know I take that very seriously and you know I take you know my pride in ensuring that guests um, come into the hotel and, and leave very very happy because you do functions as well I mean people probably think of weddings if they're having a huge wedding with 300 people they're not going to come to the Hayfield Manor but you do smaller functions I mean what's the capacity if you were to have an event here absolutely so we do we do cater for weddings um, we, we wouldn't be a massive wedding hotel in the terms of we don't do the numbers that you know your regular hotels might do um, we would be very much focused on smaller intimate weddings um, that's what we do best that's what we do here in Hayfield we give them the most amazing day um, service food wine um, um, and so on, you know. Um, I personally actually look after the weddings. Um, so that's one of my things that I absolutely love. I love meeting my brides and grooms before they arrive. And then 
I always tend to, the bride always tends to arrive the day before, kind of sit down with them, actually calm them down. Yes, yes a lot you're, of the time you're acting as a counsellor more than A little yeah. bit, yeah. and I think uh, a part of my job as well is to just reassure them and ensure that, you know, tell them that the day is going to be okay um, and that they're going to enjoy the day and sh- that they have to enjoy their day. Mm. Um, and it always works out, you know. Which uh, is good. But as long as the wedding goes ahead, if that's cancelled, <laughs> if they run away from the altar, that's not your fault. I haven't had that experience <laughs> yet, so I, I, let's keep it away. Yeah, you have the two sister hotels in Killarney. You have the Killarney Royal and the Great Southern, as it's being rebranded now as well. Does that give rise to a little bit of cork Kerry rivalry that you're on both sides of the board I now, particularly in championship season? I know. Well, maybe. A little <laughs> bit. But you know what? Um, we're, you know, uh, we have the Clarny Royal, which is our um, the original property of the, the collection, um, which is a beautiful four-star um, boutique property. And then um, in 2014, the Scally family bought um, what wasn't known then as the Malton. Um, and in January this year, they rebranded back into the formal name of the Great Southern, um, the Great Southern Clarny, which was met with delight from the locals yeah, of Clarence. I mean, so I, I would always have called it the Great Southern anyway. I never my mom was the my same. Head around the mom, <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so you now have the run of the hotel. Make sure everybody is happy. Make sure the five-star standards are met. Have you turned into a hotel snob? When you go to other hotels, John, do you find yourself running your finger along the top of the uh, pictures, seeing if there's any dust or wondering why the service is so bad compared to what you're used to? Um, I definitely think that I would be, I would have an eye a little bit more than your regular person that would come to hotels. But I think also that due to working in hotels, I think I would have a lot more... Um, Understanding. Have you uh, ever? Well, understanding is one thing. Have you ever filled in anything on TripAdvisor? Uh, I'm actually not a TripAdvisor folk. Um, I do read all of our TripAdvisors and I take it very seriously. I'm not a person that takes part in it um but you know we take it as in in the hotel we take it very seriously and you know um it can be fantastic for and luckily we're number one in cork um which is fantastic um and we hope to obviously keep that up for a very very long time um but personally no i I, know i don't partake yeah exactly you know what it's like (laughs) on the other side well john birch it's been an absolute pleasure and thank you so much for looking after us here at the hayfield manor for red business thank you so much bye now the Red Business Podcast with CompuB, Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com. So we're going to continue now in the luxury theme and we have moved from the five-star hotel to the five-star townhouse, specifically the Giles Norman townhouse in Kinsale in County Cork. And I'm joined by the owners of same, Giles and Catherine Norman. Thank you both very much for joining us. Catherine, I'm going to begin with you. Tell me a little bit about its history because this is a really historic building, isn't it? Yeah, so basically we bought the building in 95 and we lived here for about two to three years. And then we basically outgrew it and Giles's parents moved into the first floor and he had his studio and his dark rooms and his um, all his printing upstairs on the third floor. And then... Um, Photography's a bit grotty though, isn't it? I mean, you'd have had a lot of things hanging up and a lot of different fluids and everything like that. It ain't like that now. No. <laughs> thanks, <laughs> thanks to... Uh, the onset of digital photography, um, all the production was very streamlined. So uh, we, we, we were able to kind of condense his production and all his workshop area and his studio. And we've moved all that down to the ground floor. And then we brought the house back to its original, then back into one, one house. Giles, you have been involved in photography for how long? I mean, you, you moved to Ireland when you were 15, but... I think your passion for photography was already alive at that point. So it, f- photography was the business up until relatively recently, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. I start, well, I started w- when I moved here at 15 and went to school in Kinsale. 
it kind of started from there. We did a project one year, and I was assigned to take the photographs for it with a tiny little Instamatic camera. Um, and that started the whole kind of journey then. Um, so that was, I was probably 17, 18 then. And for my 18th birthday, then I got a, a good camera for my parents who had friends in Cork who had a camera shop. So that really got me going that way. And then the actual, this gallery and, and the fact that we've had galleries is now 30 years this year. 30 years? 30 years, yeah, yeah. So we've been, we've had a gallery of, we started downtown, a smaller one, just where the bookshop is now in Kinsale. And then we moved to another little one briefly until we moved to this one. And then kind of this one, it really took off when we moved to this building. At what point did you realise, well, this is a business. I mean, photography can be a lovely hobby. I mean, we're not all as good as you are, but it, it can be hard enough to make a living from it. So when did you realise, actually, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm better than the casual Sunday afternoon photographer here and I can actually make a few bob? Well, probably two things. One was when I, when I started, all I wanted was a little darkroom. So I rented a darkroom in Kinsale, which had a little window onto the street where I hung a couple of pictures and people started knocking on the, on the window then to come in. So that kind of gave me an idea that maybe I could do this. And then I think, Catherine, when we moved to this building, it, it, it became a very viable um, business then. Um, we, we were doing very well. It was a big, a big unit. We had a lovely big window at the front, so it became very much a gallery as opposed to a little shop. And people will be familiar with the shop because it's one of the places very close to town. You will go in, you'll be drawn in, you'll see the picture of the cow, which I think is your biggest seller, and, and you'll wonder what else is in there. Has the advent of the mobile phone and everybody taking pictures that can be quite nice, uh, has it dented it in any way? Does it, does, does it worry you that photography has become so commonplace now where everybody has a really nice camera in their pocket? You think about it and you wonder, will it? But it hasn't as yet. Um, no, we still seem to be as busy as ever. And, you know, maybe, I, I don't know. I've, I keep trying to take new work all the time. And, but you do see a really lot of good work on, on people's mobile phones. So, yeah, maybe our time is limited. I don't know. <laughs> I <laughs> doubt it, Somer. I doubt it. You always do black and white. Do you, have you, have you, do you not like colour? No, in, in it... There's places for colour, obviously glamour photography and fashion photography and magazine photography, National Geographical. But I think for me, when you're putting a photograph on a wall to hang, I don't think you can beat black and white for that. And yeah, I, I started, I did a bit of colour and black and white, but I quickly fell in love with the black and white and the fact that I could print it myself and do the whole lot myself. Yeah. And you had this building where, where you had your little dark room and you, your folks were living here as well. Did you always see a little bit of potential here, Catherine, for something else? Because businesses that stay the same don't tend to survive. Businesses that change and see opportunity are the ones that have longevity. So did you always have your eye on this as a kind of a guest house idea? I can't say I always did, but maybe sort of five or six years ago, we kind of decided, well, we had the building back in in its entirety and we needed to find a use for it. And I suppose ideally Giles would love the whole building to be just a gallery. Um, So I don't know whether Kinsale was ever going to be big enough for that. So we we said, well, if we do accommodation with it um, and then obviously all the photographs are hanging in the bedroom. So it's a bit of a 
it was a bit of a compromise for both of us. <laughs> it's a kind so, of a gallery. You know, we were very careful in how we decorated the upstairs of it to make sure that every room complemented the photographs and that we kept the whole theme of the photography within the townhouse. People are slightly obsessed at the moment with Room to Improve, uh, which is a really good show. And Dermot Bannon goes in, rips the heart out of a building, and ends up spending more money than the original budget. He's never come under budget in any of the episodes I've seen. I'm guessing this was Room to Improve on steroids, trying to get this old building up to the standard you wanted and get the interior right. Well, am I right? Yeah, I suppose we had a very good team. Um, we had a very good architect in Cork, and this is a listed building as well, so we we had to use... Cons- well, we didn't have to use conservation architects, but that's the way it worked out. And that was, you know, it was very good for us because they were very sympathetic to the building. Um, and that was very important to us as well. We wanted to try and maintain as much, so like all the doors, the architraves, the the windows, we wanted to try and maintain everything, but at the same time, it had to have updated plumbing, updated but it, everything. It, really. You walk in here, and the first thing that strikes you is this is a thoroughly modern building, even yeah. though it is probably, what, 150 years old, if not yeah, older? Yeah, we're trying to get well, that established. Between 150 and 200, 200 years, years old, old. Yeah. 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 So yeah. So it, it ain't easy to make that yeah. look modern, but you've managed to do it. The design of it were you hands on with that yeah we had several tons of meetings in Cork City (laughs) several yeah yeah we were hands on with every every aspect of it Um, but I do think what was very crucial to us getting it right was we had a very good team so we had started with a very good architect we had a good QS very good builder Um, and I think that just that all helped to kind of it, it, it was a difficult nine months, but it wasn't. Um, it's a troubled birth by the car, but you could have yes. had a child in that time. Yes. Yeah. yeah, and now it's all forgotten about. <laughs> <laughs> you, you could have put me back 12 months, I might have a different view. We worked with um, a company called Ventura in Dublin and their interior design consultants, but they also manufacture and um, source all their own fabrics and materials. And uh, they helped us to put together the whole idea. Like, we were very strong in our own interior and what we liked ourselves, and obviously to make sure that they complemented the photographs. Um, but they they were great in helping us to put the whole thing together. And then they supplied all the bedroom furniture, the curtains, the um, headboards and... Um, all, all the nice stuff. All the nice stuff, yeah. Giles, I'd imagine, given that you have a creative eye and that you like to shoot things and the light can fall spectacularly on a building when it's under construction, you were probably trying to capture a lot of this as you went along were you well uh, yeah i tried to photograph when they were taking it apart and some of the walls were so old it was fascinating because they were made of straw and uh, oh god i'm not it's not mud but it wattle. looked like wattle yeah wattle is that yeah. it yeah wattle and it was all these very little long lattices of wood so it looked fascinating and i did take a good few pictures but i was Starting to annoy the builders a bit. <laughs> you were asked to leave. Um, so the the point is that you have a, a secondary business now on top yeah. of the primary business, which is photography. And you could have gone in at any level. Why did you go in at the high end? Why did you say, well, we have to be the best in Kinsale or we have to be up there with the best guest houses in the country? It would have been easier to put a few things from Ikea in here. That's where I'm going with this, but you chose not to. We chose not to because I suppose what we wanted... Well, we I suppose we wanted to attract the same type of customer that we have downstairs. So we and I suppose we'd we'd have high standards in kind of everything that we do. So I don't think it would have been, it wouldn't have been, I don't know what the right word is to. Yeah, we, we wouldn't have sat well with it. I don't no. think we wanted to enjoy it as well, and you know, and it, we wanted it to be a 
small bit of a home as well as a guest house. So we, you know, we had certain things we wanted to do and ways of doing it. And because it was an old building, I think we we had to we had to be kind to it, and we had to get it back as as much as we could to you know to its glory days of the you know hundred years ago. And you can imagine people living here in splendor, maybe. Yeah, you know? I mean, it, it, the building has a history, and now it's part of the, the Giles Norman history as well because you've, you've brought your brand and you've incorporated into it. Real question, before you let the guests in, before anyone paid, did you stay at it just to get a feel for it? Did you actually go, I, I want to do this from the guest experience given that I've sweated and toiled over this? What was the experience like? So we did and we actually invited um, six of our friends. So the eight of us went out for dinner and they all came back and they stayed here. And I knocked over the first red yeah. glass of wine. <laughs> <laughs> I what? saw it in slow motion, hitting against all the wall, the carpet and everything, and I couldn't believe it was me. Did so. you charge yourself a soiling fee for that? No, or? I actually cleaned it up myself <laughs> on the night. Yeah. Well, it is really fascinating that you've done so much with such an old house, and it is truly beautiful and very deserving of all the praise that it gets. How can people find out a little bit more about it? And more importantly, how can they book to stay here? So um, you can view all the rooms on, there's actually a video on the GilesNorman.com website. Um, so you just uh, Google Giles Norman Townhouse and you can video it. And then if you'd like to book, you can email us on info at GilesNorman.com or telephone on 021-4774-373. And Giles, you're still taking photographs, I'm presuming. This is, this is a distraction for you. This is, this, Catherine can run this. You, you take the photographs. Is that how it works? Yeah, I have a great... I have a great get out here I can just say I'm going off with the camera and go away for a week and it all gets too much for me so no for me photography is still the most important part of it but it is a it's a great compliment to the whole to the whole business yeah well I wish you both the very best and uh, I invite everybody to come down and have a look at it and walk away with as many photographs under their arm as they can <laughs> uh, Giles and Catherine Norman thank you so much for joining us and thank you for talking to us on Red Business thank you very much thank you thank you my thanks to Giles and Catherine and to Karen and John for their hospitality. Nia Hennessy, as always, produced. Don't forget to subscribe to Red Business on iTunes and we'll catch you on the next one. The Red Business Podcast with CompuB. Apple technology and solutions for your business. CompuB.com.